We're going to have our Bible reading, and that's going to be taken from John's Gospel, chapter 9. And in the Bible um, in front of you, that's page 1079. So I'm going to uh, read John chapter 9, and when I've done this, um, Johnny's going to come and preach God's word to us. So that's John chapter 9, page 1079. <clears throat> and as we start chapter 9, just see the context that at the end of the previous chapter, Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. And as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it is not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbours and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they again said to the blind man, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, we know this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes, asked him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. 
So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? They reviled him saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why? This is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he has opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and had found him, and he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. Hi there, I'm Johnny, and we're here to listen to the Word of God through John chapter 9, so let's ask for God's help. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for speaking to us and by your Son, our Lord Jesus, and we pray, please would you open our eyes so that we can see you in the Lord Jesus. We ask in his name and for your glory. Amen. People talk about believing in God as if it were a leap in the dark, don't they? Blind faith. Well, this evening, I'm going to talk about why people can't see God, why people are in the dark when it comes to God. No one's ever seen God, have they? So either he isn't there, or we're blind to him. For the first 15 years of my life, I'd have said that he definitely wasn't there. There's no way that I was blind to God. Except that's what the Bible says. It says that we were born blind to God, spiritually blind. My wife Ruth and I used to live in Bologna in Italy, just down the road from the city's Institute for the Blind. And it was heartbreaking seeing them walking along the streets. 
and feeling their way as if in the pitch dark. And it was doubly sad when people hadn't cleared up after their dogs. Now that sad situation um, is like the one we were all born into, except ours was far worse. And stepping in dog poo was the least of our worries. We were born spiritually blind. Couldn't see where we'd come from or who created us. Couldn't see where we were going or the purpose of our lives. Spiritually blind. But why? Why were we born blind to God? And that's the first big question that we're going to answer this evening. And it's a really important one. Because many people say that we weren't born blind to God. In fact, they say Christians are blind for believing in him. They call it blind faith, and they might mock us or marginalize for us for it. I remember being mocked for having an imaginary friend because this person couldn't see the God that I believed in. And so it's really important that we understand why we were born blind to God. Because if you can't see that people are blind to God, you'll be too afraid to confess your faith in public. I know what that feels like. And if you don't understand why people are in the dark, you won't understand why you need to tell them about Jesus, the light of the world. And that's my aim for you this evening. God wants you to believe in Jesus, and he wants you not to be afraid to confess your faith in public, to tell people about Jesus. So we need to understand why people can't see God. Why were we born blind to God? Can you imagine someone mocking at this point, saying, oh, something must have gone catastrophically wrong in God's plan, that we were all born blind to him? Who sinned that we were born blind? Us or our parents? Well, according to the start of John chapter 9, Jesus' disciples had the opportunity to ask him. Actually, they asked him about a man who was born physically blind as well. And what Jesus says about this man's physical blindness is true also of our spiritual blindness. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Why was this man born physically blind? Jesus says, it's not that this man sinned, or his parents. Now, Jesus is being extraordinarily generous. Of course, this man and his parents had both sinned. We've all sinned, all the way back to Adam. And of course, that's part of the reason why this man was born blind. In Adam, we all sinned. Mankind as a whole, we turned our eyes away from God in order to disobey him. And all that's wrong with the world, including this man being born blind, is a result of that sin. And it's all God's judgment for our sin. Yet Jesus says it's not that this man was born blind as a direct result of his or his parents' sin. Being born blind or with any other disability, does not mean that you're a worse sinner than anyone else. 
It's a result of the fact that we've all sinned, all the way back to Adam. It's part of God's judgment on mankind as a whole. So why was this man born blind? Jesus says it's not that this man sinned, or his parents. And Jesus' teaching has transformed the way many people view those with disabilities. And that's why the pastor of our church in Bologna always wanted to go over to blind people when he saw them in the street, to speak kindly to them. He didn't judge them. Instead, he had compassion on them. And Jesus' teaching is revolutionary. Being born blind doesn't mean that this man was a worse sinner than anyone else. But actually, Jesus is being even more generous than I've made him sound. Because when he's asked why this man was born blind, Jesus doesn't talk about his sin at all, not even his sin in Adam. He covers over this man's sin completely. He forgives him entirely. In Jesus' words, he has no guilt. Jesus is generous towards sinners like that. And aren't we grateful? He covers over sin. And instead, he gives the ultimate reason why this man was born blind. Now, why was this man born blind? Jesus' answer, so that God's works might be displayed in him. This man was born blind, so that God's works might be displayed in him. In the two years we lived in Bologna, I didn't meet anyone from the Institute for the Blind who then regained their sight. And nowadays, cataracts can be cured, glaucoma can be treated, but only God could open the eyes of this man born blind. But it's not just that only God can open blind eyes. He'd actually promised to do so. In 1400 BC, through the prophet Moses, God promised that one day he'd give his people eyes to see. And then again in 700 BC, through the prophet Isaiah, God promised that the eyes of the blind would see. One day the light of the world would shine on those in darkness when Christ, the Son of God, came. And that's why this man was born blind so that Jesus could open his eyes, so that God's works might be displayed in him now that the Son of God had come. This man was born blind so that Jesus could do this sign to clearly show who he is and where he comes from. And that's precisely what Jesus did. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Jesus does this peculiar sign with the mud to show who he is and where he comes from. Making mud from the ground and putting it on the man's eyes might remind us of when God formed Adam out of the ground. You see, Jesus is the one who created man and gave him eyes in the first place. And never since then had anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. 
So Jesus does this amazing sign to show who he is and where he comes from. And that's why this man was born blind, so that God's works might be displayed in him, now that the Son of God has come. That's why this man was born physically blind, and that's also why we were born spiritually blind. Because Moses and Isaiah weren't just talking about physical blindness, but spiritual. God hadn't promised just to open physical eyes, but spiritual. The eyes of the spiritually blind would see. The light of the world would shine on those in darkness, and we'd see God. That is, when Christ, the Son of God, came. And that's why we were born blind to God. So that Jesus could open our eyes so that God's works might be displayed in us now that his son has come. And that's precisely what Jesus has done. Because this man wasn't just physically blind. He was also spiritually blind like the rest of us. And the even greater miracle that Jesus does is to open his spiritual eyes. You see, the man couldn't see where Jesus came from, He was blind to who Jesus was. At first, all he knows is that a man called Jesus opened his eyes. The Pharisees say that Jesus must be a sinner because he's talking and acting as if he's God. But how can a sinner do such signs, some people ask. And so this man starts to think, Jesus must be a prophet. Then the Pharisees start to insist that they know Jesus is a sinner, but they admit they don't know where he comes from. And it's then that the formerly blind man realizes that Jesus must come from God, because never since the world began had anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. He's starting to see Jesus' identity more and more clearly, until finally he worships Jesus as his Lord according to verse 38. That's why this man was born spiritually blind, so that Jesus might open his eyes. A man who couldn't see who Jesus was comes to believe in him and worship him as his Lord. A sinner who didn't know God ends up teaching others about him. And in this way, God's works are displayed in him. That's why we were born spiritually blind, so that God's works might be displayed in us. For the first 15 years of my life, I was completely blind to God. Couldn't see where I'd come from or who created me. And frankly, I didn't want to. I wanted nothing to do with God. The only reason I first went to a Christian meeting at my school was as a dare, Someone challenged me to go and to not take the mick out of the Christians there. I went, but failed the challenge, as I tried to point out a supposed contradiction in the Bible that I thought they were blind to. And though it soon became apparent that I was the one who was blind. I was blind to God. But Jesus opened my eyes. Gradually, over the next two years, I started to see that Jesus really had come from God just as God had promised. And by the age of 17, I wanted to worship Jesus as my Lord. 
I, a sinner who didn't know God, have ended up telling other people about him. And according to Jesus, that's why I was born blind to God, so that he might open my eyes. Now, of course, my sin in Adam was part of the reason, but Jesus is so generous that he covers over my sin. He's completely forgiven me for it. So according to Jesus, the reason I was born blind to God is so that he might open my eyes and display God's works in me. Now, Jesus is still opening my eyes, and I've still got a long way to go. But anyone who's known me, not least my parents, can see God's works in my life. And that's true of every Christian. Whenever sinners worship Jesus and tell others about him, God's works are being displayed in us. And so sin doesn't mean that God's plan has gone catastrophically wrong. The fact that we're all born blind to God hasn't thwarted his plan. On the contrary, in God's extraordinary wisdom, it was all part of his plan. In God's mind, the ultimate reason why we were born blind to him was so that Jesus could open our eyes, so that God's works might be displayed in us now that his son has come. I hope that might change the way that we view ourselves. We are sinners. And when we worship Jesus, God's works are being displayed in us. When we tell others about Jesus, it clearly displays that he is God's son who has come into the world to open our blind eyes. And I hope it might change the way we view people who are still blind to God, whether it's a family member, a friend, a colleague, or a neighbor. Don't just condemn them for their sin. Don't assume they'll never believe. They're blind, just like we were, and Jesus might open their eyes. That's why we were born spiritually blind, and it might be the reason they were too. Jesus might display God's works in them. So tell them about the light of the world and pray for him to do his work. Jimmy Donaldson is apparently a famous YouTuber, a.k.a. Mr. Beast. I'm not very clued up on these things. But somehow he's become so rich through YouTube that he was able to pay for a thousand visually impaired people to have a cataract operation and so improve their sight. People from all around the world. But that's nothing on what God's doing now that he sent Jesus into the world. Countless millions of people who were born blind to God, have had their eyes open to worship Jesus as their Lord and to tell others about him. Why were we born blind to God? So that God's works might be displayed in us now that his son has come. But all that might leave us with a second question. You say God's clearly displayed that Jesus is his son whom he sent into the world, but where is Jesus? No one can see him, can they? Well, either he's dead and buried underground, or he's alive and hidden in heaven. And of course, for the first 15 years of my life, I'd have said that he was obviously dead. 
People don't rise from the dead, and there's no amount of evidence that could have persuaded me that Jesus had done. I was blind to God. But that is what the Bible says. It says Jesus is alive and hidden in heaven. But if Jesus came into the world so that we could see God, why would he be hiding? Why isn't he here for everyone to see him? Well, that's our second big question that we need to answer. And again, it's a really important one. Because people say that Jesus isn't hiding, don't they? That he didn't come into the world as such. Because he isn't the son of God. He's just a man. And so he's dead and buried somewhere. In fact, they might even insult you for saying that Jesus is alive and that his body's hidden in heaven. I certainly was insulted by the person who said that he was just my imaginary friend. So it's really important that we understand why Jesus is hiding. Because if you can't see that Jesus is in heaven, you'll be too ashamed to confess your faith in public. And if you don't understand what he's doing in heaven you won't understand why you need to tell people about him, even if they might insult you. So we need to understand why Jesus is where he is. Why is Jesus hiding? Before living in Bologna, Ruth and I lived in Durham, and the pastor of our church there loved to play hide-and-seek with his children. When his daughter was hiding, he'd call out, "'Where's Emily?' Where could Emily possibly be? And then he'd hear hoops of laughter from behind the sofa. She wasn't hard to find. But usually, if you want to be found, you don't play hide and seek. And so if Jesus wants to be seen, why is he hiding? Now, this might surprise you, but people were actually asking a similar question when Jesus was on earth. Remember, he had sent the blind man to wash in that pool, and he came back seeing. Well, then Jesus was nowhere to be seen. Uh, The the formerly blind man's neighbors asked him where he was, and according to verse 12, he didn't know. Jesus was hiding. And actually, when he came into this world, Jesus was hiding in another way too. You see, Jesus is God, yet he became a man. All things were created through him, yet his glory was veiled in human flesh. He's the light of the world, yet he was cast out and abandoned in darkness. There's a sense in which Jesus was already hiding when he came into this world in obscurity. And now Jesus is hidden in another way, because he was lifted up into heaven. Why? Why all this hiding? Well, the first part of the answer might surprise you, because Jesus is actually hiding so that those who don't see may see. I'll say that again. Jesus is hiding so that those who don't see may see so that spiritually blind people might see God. It might seem counterintuitive, all this hiding in order to be seen, but it's clearly working, isn't it? 
And through hiding, Jesus is opening the eyes of the blind. For starters, that's how he did the sign. He covered the man's eyes with mud and then sent him away. And only then, when Jesus was thoroughly out of sight, did the man start to see. And it's also how Jesus did the even greater miracle of opening the man's spiritual eyes. Remember, Jesus was nowhere to be seen, and it was precisely while he was out of sight that he was gradually opening the man's blind eyes to see who he was. Through hiding, Jesus is opening the eyes of the blind. I mean, that's how he opened my eyes. He didn't physically come to my school or give me a sign to make me believe. He opened my eyes while still in heaven. That's how he opened all of our eyes if we truly believe in him. In fact, through hiding, Jesus has opened the eyes of countless millions. And I I really think this bit is amazing. And before Jesus came into the world, very few people believed in the true God, the God who created us, the God who made promises through Moses and Isaiah. And no one knew him as the generous father who gives his one and only son. But through Jesus coming into the world in obscurity, through his glory being hidden in human flesh, through his suffering and death in darkness and shame, and through his return to be with his Father in heaven, through all this apparent hiding, he's opened the eyes of millions of people from every nation on earth, just as he'd promised to do. It's precisely through this hiding that Jesus is opening people's blind eyes to see who God truly is. In fact, from our perspective, hiding isn't really the right word, is it? Jesus came into the world in order to make God known, in order to open the eyes of the blind. And that's what he's done. Why is Jesus hiding? Well, the first part of the answer is that Jesus came into the world in apparent hiddenness, so that those who don't see might see. But why did he do it this way? Why did he do it in a way that appears like hiding to many of us and that causes so many people not to believe? Why did he do it in such a way that the Richard Dawkins of this world would insult us for believing? Well, that brings us to the second half of the answer. Why is Jesus hiding? Not only was it so that those who don't see might see, but also so that those who see might become blind. So that those who see might become blind. That's what Jesus said according to verse 39. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Jesus came into the world the way he did so that those who see may become blind. Many people are so confident that they see and they're so confident of their ability to perceive the truth and they confidently assert that Jesus isn't the Son of God. It can be a bit disconcerting, can't it? Sometimes their arguments might even seem reasonable. And Jesus is hiding so that those who see might become blind. 
so that it becomes clearer and clearer that those who say they see are in fact blind. This was clearly the case with the Pharisees. They were confident that they could see. They were confident of their own ability to know the truth. And this might have seemed reasonable at first. But as Jesus opens the man's eyes more and more, as he displays God's works more and more clearly in him, it becomes clearer and clearer that the Pharisees' refusal to believe isn't so reasonable after all. It becomes clearer and clearer that they were blind to God. They wouldn't have recognized God had he stood right in front of them. And as Jesus displays God's works in this sinner, it becomes clearer and clearer that the Pharisees couldn't recognize God's handiwork even if they were surrounded by it, even if all the world were filled with it. They were arrogantly blind, stubbornly refusing to recognize God's works, unwilling to be taught by a formerly blind man. And according to verse 34, they even cast him out. Jesus is hiding so that those who see might become blind, so that it might become clearer and clearer that those who say they see are in fact blind. And the same is true today. People are confident that they see. That's the one thing they're unwilling to doubt. They're confident of their own ability to perceive the truth. And at first, this might seem reasonable, even scientific. The atheist Richard Dawkins is a prime example. I was watching one of his debates with John Lennox the other day, and at first glance, some of Dawkins' arguments seemed reasonable. And that was a little bit disconcerting as a Christian. But as he was confronted by Jesus and his works, it became clearer and clearer that Richard Dawkins is blind to God. After John Lennox told him that he believed that God had become a man and had risen from the dead, Dawkins said this. There's a fundamental incompatibility between the sophisticated scientist, talking about the origin of the universe, That's all very grand and wonderful. And then suddenly we come down to the resurrection of Jesus. It's so petty, it's so trivial, it's so local, it's so earthbound, it's so unworthy of the universe. When confronted by Jesus, it became clearer and clearer that Richard Dawkins was in fact blind to God, arrogantly blind, unwilling to admit that his sin might have blinded him to what God is really like, unwilling to be taught by a Christian whose blind faith he looked down on, stubbornly refusing to recognize God's works as done by the hidden Jesus. But little did he know that his blindness was being exposed by that same Jesus as he was speaking. Jesus' hidden work in the world made Dawkins' blindness clearer and clearer to see. Why is Jesus hiding? So that those who don't see may see, and those who see may become blind. So, to conclude, why were we born blind to God? So that his works might be displayed in us. As sinners like us worship Jesus, it displays that Jesus has opened our eyes. We were born blind to God so that his works might be displayed in us. And there might be people around us who were born blind to God for the very same reason. 
And if you're here and still don't believe in Jesus, would you be willing to admit that you're blind to God and ask Jesus to open your eyes? Christian faith is not blind faith. On the contrary, Christian faith is seeing. It's seeing in Jesus, the Son of God, who is doing God's works. There might be people around us right now who were born blind to God so that Jesus could open their eyes. And there might be people around us in the rest of life who were born spiritually blind for the same reason. Family members, friends, colleagues, and neighbors born blind to God so that his works might be displayed in them. So we must tell them about Jesus. Don't just condemn them for their sin. Don't assume they'll never believe. Don't give up on them. We must try to open their eyes. That is, we must tell them about the light of the world and pray for him to open their eyes. That's why we were born blind to God, so that his works might be displayed in us now that his son has come into the world. But why did he come into the world in such obscurity? Why is Jesus hiding? Well, Jesus came into the world in apparent hiding so that those who don't see may see, and those who see might become blind. Through coming into the world in obscurity, through his death on the cross, and his return to his Father in heaven, Jesus is opening the eyes of the blind, just as he'd promised through Moses and Isaiah all those centuries beforehand. Jesus is currently doing God's works the world over. Can't you see that? But he's doing God's works in a way that might appear hidden to some. So that, yes, those who don't see might see. But also so that those who see might become blind. One day it will be crystal clear that those who reject Jesus are blind to God. So don't be afraid to confess your faith in public. Don't be afraid to tell people about Jesus. Uh, Yes, those who insist that they see might insult you. Yes, we'll be insulted and marginalized. And yes, I know from experience that's not very nice. Um, I'm tempted to be afraid just as much as you are. But Jesus is alive. He's in heaven at God's right hand. Can't you see him there? Can't you see that he's doing God's works? And so when I'm tempted to be afraid... And when I'm tempted not to confess my faith in public, I remember where Jesus is and what he's doing there. And so when you're tempted to be afraid, and when you're tempted not to confess your faith in public, remember where Jesus is. Remember that he came into the world and that he's returned to his Father in heaven. And remember what he's doing there, that he's doing God's works He's opening blind eyes. And one day he will come again in judgment. So let's go out and tell people about the light of the world while we still have time. Let's confess our faith in public so that Jesus might continue doing God's works through us. And let's pray in Jesus' name for God's glory. And I suggest that we pray now. Our Father in heaven, and we thank you so much that you sent your Son into the world, and we thank you that he has opened our eyes so that we know you as our Father, 
And we thank you so much for the privilege of being able to confess our faith in your son. And we pray that in his name, that you would continue to open people's blind eyes and continue to display your works. And please use us, we pray. Give us courage so that we might speak to others about the light of the world. In his name and for your glory. Amen.